Just a quick note before we start. This podcast was recorded out of order. We recorded it in three separate parts. But I think you'll get the drift. And he's going for it. Oh, oh he's got oh, 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 Ruiz catches Joshua. He's done it. Wow. Anthony Joshua in an unbelievable oh. round here. Five, six, seven, the count's at seven. Joshua has opened it. His legs are shaky, Adam. Okay, I'm in the room. All right. What you got to say? I don't even, I didn't watch it. I, I wanted to update, but I got a lot of shit to say. How you got a lot of stuff to say and you didn't watch the damn fight? You, just you said last shit. time I didn't need to watch. I got plenty of shit to say. There's a lot of repercussions going on right now in the sport of boxing. Like what? Like what? Like, First of all, like, they're going to rematch. Now, they're, they're going to rematch. Andy Ruiz wins. Does he go straight back to PBC and and Joshua's completely fucked? No, uh, yeah. what kind of pressure? Do, yeah, what kind of pressure does this put on Wilder versus Ortiz? This changes everything. If uh, I'm sorry, or no, yes, Ortiz. If Ruiz goes back to PBC, Joshua, I'm sorry, Wilder unifies the Ortiz. The Fury fight turns into something totally different. A lot of stuff going on. The Fury <laughs> fight might not even happen to, to think of it. His brain is melting. No, the Fury fight will happen. This is what they got a rematch clause. So they can't do, like, it, it, Wilder can't drop out because they're going to exercise this rematch. So there's no point in dropping out of Fury. Because then if, if Ruiz wins again, you can set that fight up and it'll be even bigger if he beats AJ twice. If, and that's it, Ruiz will be free if he wins again. Even if he loses, he'll be free. Because it's not like Eddie had options because they have the rematch clause. No, of course, but that's my point. By the time that Ruiz and uh, Joshua fight again. Wilder and Ortiz will be done. Yeah. If Ruiz beats Joshua for a second time, does Wilder and Fury happen? If I'm Deontay Wilder, I don't want to fight Fury. I want undisputed with Ruiz. No, but you still do Fury because he thinks he can take Fury out and it'll just make the fight bigger. I think. <sighs> I don't know. I, I yeah, think they said that they already here? signed the contracts, though. So yeah, if, how if are they Fury, not going to do it? Yeah. They're already committed now. It's not like they can wait that close and say, okay, now we're pulling out. So that's the uh, thing. So, so, But what contingencies are in that contract? I'm well, sure there's plenty. Know. What if Deontay gets hurt? What if there's, What if Fury gets hurt? What if Fury takes what if, money to... What if they're not actually money? signed yet, and then yeah. PBC does and Wilder does to Fury what Fury did to him and just says, actually, we ain't signing this? Yeah, yeah. See, that's, that's or, or, yeah, or he pulls a Fury and just and tells him to fuck off, and then the, the fight happens after... Wilder and Ruiz. A well, lot of shit. Everything has just changed. Everything. Yeah, but uh, for as far as business, you don't want to pull that too many times. If, you, if you're trying to commit this far out, which they usually do, you don't want to just flip a guy and say, okay, we got a better deal and come back. Because, you know, boxing, these guys are used to things taking time. And this is why all these fights don't happen off right away, because things can change. If you, if you pull out of a deal like this, it's like, well, down the road, someone's going to remember you screwed them. You know, so I don't think there's a need to screw over people. If Ruiz didn't, if AJ didn't have a rematch clause, I could see it happening now to For say, sure. okay, let's, put, you know, uh, let's, let's do Ruiz after Ortiz if we can get past Ortiz. I could see it happening now. But since he has a rematch, they're not going to do that because they'll, they'll just go with the head of the theory if, that, if they can get that fight done, you know. 
and because you never know, because you don't you don't want to try to back out now. What and you're what saying if loses makes what you're saying now makes perfect sense. Yeah. But this heavyweight thing has been really weird and different. Like I, like Fury going on ESPN was like, I, I don't think anyone called that. It was the most left field thing ever. Yeah. Ruiz beating Joshua is the most left field thing ever. And think about what it took for that to happen. Yeah. Miller had to pop dirty on every drug on the market. <laughs> he popped dirty on like 17 different drugs, and they picked Ruiz. They could have picked Usyk. They could have picked. The um the guy that he, they just signed, what's his name? The black dude. Michael no, Hunter. they signed Parker. No, not no, Parker. Michael. He means smaller Michael Hunter. guy. The... Oh, Michael Hunter. Yeah. They they Hunter, they... Hunter was in the running. Hunter was in the running with uh, Ruiz. Right, and they could have picked him. They picked yeah. Ruiz, and Joshua got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. He didn't get decisioned. He, he didn't, didn't get, get knocked out. He, didn't... he got he stopped. Whatever. In the he got. He got. He got waved off. He didn't get cheated. He didn't twist an ankle and break a knee or anything. He got beat clean. No debates by someone who's fat and sloppy and looks like a fucking like he makes burritos or some crazy shit like that. <laughs> no disrespect, but that's crazy. Like, Gonna think mute about that one? all the different. Huh? <laughs> Gonna have to think bleep that one out. Different... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Podcast world. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. We got editing. <laughs> Yo, these so pictures we'll, of, of of Ruiz like celebrating are amazing. That's the greatest thing ever. I, I you, haven't yo, even you watched know anything yet. Oh yeah, I know. You're listen, so hyped up for it. Listen, guys, just to, to come in hot. Just to give you an idea of what's going on on my side right now, <laughs> I'm at my prep school's reunion. Oh God, you went to a I was, prep school? I went to a prep school for basketball because I played in college. Shout so out, help my rec- but shout out to college basketball. It helped my recruiting. There is a teacher here that I've been digging on since I came here. Yeah. And I finally got her number and we're finally texting. So now you're sitting my, in a room talking boxing. Because <laughs> you all are my dogs. That's that's what's up. Secret way. We're, 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 you know, I'll get to her right now. We got to talk Joshua. <laughs> Bro. Like, talk is it possible? That they may have had a suspicion about Joshua and his ability to win and to to be to to beat Wilder. That they've taken this long road and they put so many roadblocks and they've they've uh, they themselves have been the ones preventing a potential fight with Wilder or even Fury because the the, the conversation and I was wondering about this why we don't talk about Joshua fighting Fury. That's a fight that I would love to see as well. But that maybe they kind of knew all along that maybe it's too soon for that Wilder fight. Like if it looks likely, if it looks likely that Joshua could lose to Wilder, let's put that off. Okay, can I answer this one? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I think there's a couple components to this equation. Component one, was it too soon for AJ to face Wilder? I think so. I think that AJ's temperament is not enough for Deontay Wilder. I was going to make the same point. I like this. As you guys saw in the fight, and all I saw was like the final wave off. I didn't see any of the knockdowns, really. I didn't see any like the the back and forth. I saw he got waved off in the corner. And he like he to me, he looked like he could have went on. I don't know. (laughs) But for him to not show that level of dog, we've seen that level of dog in almost every Deontay fight. Because he, he's either killing people or, like, 
like the Ortiz fight. Like it was life and death, and he fought back and didn't go down. And this is not like Joshua said it. He said it about the Klitschko fight. He's like, if I'm in another one of these, I'm going to retire. Boxing is full of those kind of fights. Wait, like, are you trying like, to say he's soft? God, I don't want to say he's soft, but... You're saying he's soft. Like, he's softer than Andy Ruiz' uh, midsection. Ah, it's, it's such a disrespectful word. I don't want to go that far. What I will say is he's a front runner. Like, like Mike Tyson was a front runner. Like when it was easy, it was cool. But when, when someone wasn't scared of him, it was a different kind of fight. And I had this question about Ruiz. I didn't know his toughness. Ruiz was tough. To stand in front of Joshua, you have to be tough. Hey, he, he did stood it. mid-range on him, too. And that's Joshua's money area. There's no place that Joshua's better. He's not a long-range fighter. And is he an inside fighter? Yeah, sure. But how many fights are, like, all inside? That's, that's not as common. And he took, he took the fight to Joshua. Like, from, from what I'm seeing and hearing, it seems like. And so, to answer your question... Yes, it was too early for Joshua and Wilder. It's part one. Part two, Eddie Hearn is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Hearn we, we, is so we, stupid because Eddie Hearn wanted to play this game of like, ha ha, you guys can't make this money. I've got the golden ticket in boxing. I'm going to do what I want and make all this money while all you guys have to suffer. And it bit him in the ass. He took this stupid zone deal. That AJ just got knocked out and no one even fucking saw it. So maybe they'll take advantage of that. Like, maybe they'll play it off like it didn't happen when it did. But, like, he teased Wilder. And it backfired on him. He And then, and instead of just, pick, like, whatever. If Joshua's not ready, pick the easier fight. Pick Michael Hunter. At least Joshua would have won that. They pick Ruiz, try to, like, capitalize on the Mexican fan base, and it bit him in the ass. Shout out to Andy Ruiz, who was uh, DX crotch-shotting and crotch crotch chopping in the ring after the fight by the way Ruiz is automatically a legend let's be honest I mean I was saying so like I believe after he knocked him down the first time I I I said if Ruiz wins this I will go on the podcast and say this is the greatest moment in the history of sports so say it scream it out loud why not this is the greatest moment in the history of sports you have like people want to like I saw um some jabroni on Twitter, boxing writer, was saying, like, this is not Tyson versus Douglas. I'm going to tell you, this is better than Tyson versus Douglas. I don't give a damn if you were living in the 80s and you watched that fight live, or was it the 90s? Who cares? That happened in Japan, okay? This was in Madison Square Garden, the mecca of sports. It does. You had thousands of British fans who flew over who flew over the Atlantic Ocean to set up a vacation, to hang out in New York, to watch this fight. You have Andy Ruiz coming in on short notice with a Snickers sponsorship. You've never seen a pro fighter with a damn junk food sponsorship. Ain't no fighter ever been sponsored by McDonald's. Andy Ruiz comes in here, and not, not like Buster Douglas like caught Tyson, okay? He caught him. Ruiz didn't catch Joshua. This was not a fluke. Maybe the first knockdown, but after the second one, you started to think. You watched the third round, the fourth round, the fifth round, and it's like, wait a second. Wait a second. Ruiz is going to do this, and he made you believe. And in that final round, Anthony Joshua looked like he was quitting. And now I know he didn't because we heard the sound, but it looked like he was quitting that fight. He had the body language, and Errol Spence tweeted this out. When a fighter looks at their trainer, at their corner, you know what's up. What do you think yeah. he's implying? 
that Anthony Joshua was in too deep. Deontay Wilder tweeted out, he wasn't a true champion. His whole career was consisted of lies, contradictions, and gifts, facts. And now we know who was running from who. To this day! <laughs> well, the thing, the thing I really want to know is how is Joshua up in that fight? What do you mean? He, he no. one of the scorecards. He had, he he was leading. Well, he was also up on the scorecards against Pavetkin. Yeah, Katie like Taylor he, also got a win that she did not deserve on this card. God, I don't even want to talk about that trash. That was, <laughs> that was embarrassing. Oh uh, God! Tomorrow on the full lane podcast, we'll get further into that. But I have a lot to say about that fight because up until this part of the night. I loved that fight for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, like, well, look at even, everyone. Callus Smith's the only guy who performed, and he was fighting a dude who was he a did, middleweight. He was supposed to, you mean? <laughs> yeah, but he's the only guy who won definitively. At least he won. He didn't shit the bed like everyone. Josh Kelly was like a dummy. This, this, to, to your point about Tyson Douglas, this is one of the highest level upsets in boxing history. Hey, you talked, we talked a lot in this past week. Since Wilder um, knocked out Brazil, we talked about viral. This is going to come close. And it's for yes. all the wrong reasons in terms of Anthony Joshua. Don't you think? Well, on the last podcast, remember, I asked you, I'm pretty sure, what would be better for DAZN? A, a barroom brawl or Joshua just beating uh, Ruiz in a round? And like we went back and forth. This will give DAZN a major boost, especially See, looking at Ruiz. Everyone thought Joshua was going to crush him, and the worst possible outcome happened. That's what so, uh, did they we get their were talking about a little while ago. Is uh, I think that this is going to be more helpful to, to 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 them because it's going to bring attention, and not for the right reasons. Because obviously they would have wanted it for Wilder because, or sorry, not Wilder for Joshua because that helps that helps their leverage in negotiating the eventual fight between Joshua and Wilder but now they're basically got to push the boulder uphill in order to even be a part of any any fight between Wilder and Joshua I, I mean they're they have to pray and hope that Joshua can even win a rematch like, I mean, forget, Wilder and Joshua is not in the equation right now. If Joshua doesn't get his belts back in a rematch, I don't think people will care to see Anthony Joshua in America. Guess, guess what? Ruiz is going right back to PBC. And now the discussion will be unification in America with Deontay Wilder and Blank. It's going to be Ruiz or some other PBC fighter that beat Ruiz. Eddie turn will be out of the heavyweight equation i haven't been in the boxing mix over the last couple of days but i imagine a lot of people have been bragging about eddie hearn signing parker and now that signing is irrelevant because guess what joshua doesn't have the belts to dangle over parker's head well or he white's head beat parker to rebuild head. himself either that he's yeah. already beat him he but but like while they're rematching so maybe it's like, okay, we could do the Joshua Parker rematch because it'll be the one guy that AJ didn't knock out or something like that. Like, I'm just trying to think from, like, a marketing perspective. That fight means nothing now. With no belts, Joshua is nothing. He, I, like, I, all he is is some domestic UK fighter. that No one, no one will care about him. Because, like, 
the, the Wilder is and people don't understand. Wilder is right now in my room. I'm I have my fingers pinched together with like a little inch of air in between. That's how close Wilder is to becoming a household American boxing superstar. People and don't care who fights. Oh, absolutely. I like everyone's like, when is Wilder fighting next? Who is he fighting? I don't care who he fights. I just want to see him crush somebody. He's turning into a world star clip. And like Joshua is not a world star clip. He's a world star clip tonight because he lost. <laughs> and if he doesn't get it together for the next fight, I don't even know where he goes. He might have to just ditch Eddie Hearn and go to the PBC. I, that's like the best case scenario. The next fight will say a lot about him. It's going to test his character. Either he gets it together, beats Ruiz, or his career is low-key over. And I, and I hate to be that extreme, but the way that they said he doesn't need Wilder, Wilder definitely will not need a, Ruiz, uh, a Joshua with two losses on his resume. With no belts. That's got chin check two times. I mean, more Sorry, than that in just the Ruiz fight. I mean, I got two thoughts about that. So first of all, you talk about in, in the in the in the scope of Eddie Hurt or sorry, in Anthony Joshua, for sure. Joshua has a lot at stake here. Everything you said is is accurate. Is is if he cannot beat Ruiz, for sure I believe that's the end of Anthony Joshua. There's no coming back from that. I don't believe. At this point with the amount of damage he'll have sustained, I mean, Fred, we talk about this a lot, uh, and we, we spoke about this after Mayweather fought McGregor, but it's like, you guys, MMA fans, you do not, you have no clue what it's like to lose a boxing match. The amount of punishment, how taxing that is on your body, it is not like losing an MMA fight. And McGregor well, will struggle the rest of his career off of yeah. that beating that he took from Floyd, which wasn't that bad compared to what we see sometimes in pro fights. Now, the other aspect of that is Eddie, uh, Eddie Hearn also loses just as much because he went from holding one of the crown jewels of boxing. And right now in boxing, if we were to say who were the infinity stones of um, boxing, it's Canelo, it's Wilder, it's Joshua, it's Spence. And I don't know how many Infinity Stones there are. I've never even seen the movie. But, five. Okay, there's one more. I think. Isn't there? There's five or six. I don't know. I just I read the cut. I've never seen the movie, so I don't know. Um, someone will correct us. But those guys would be part of the Infinity Stones right there. Okay? Yeah. One of the Infinity Stones just got flushed down the toilet. Well, it definitely, for Eddie, this weakens his position on everything. Everything. AJ, AJ might, you know, his career, but for Eddie's now right out of the picture. You know, they were they were talking something, and like we talked about earlier, uh, I think he played this game with Brooke too. Remember, after like he sort of, we always felt he was cashing Brooke out against Golovkin. Facts, you know? facts. And then, but then, even with the Spence fight, they didn't want that Spence fight. It was just the last fight they could make because they kept trying to make that Cotto fight, and he knew if he goes against Spence, there's going to be a beating coming. You know, and Wait, Brooke guys, hasn't done a thing since that fight. Let's you know, also so, put this into perspective. Without AJ, I, I'm i pretty sure there is no disowned deal for Eddie Hearn. No, for sure. This, in, this endangers his situation infinitely. I've been saying AJ, that. If AJ loses these belts in that rematch, there's no point of Eddie Hearn. And because there's Golden, yeah, cause Golden Boy's right there. Golden Boy's in there now. and Oscar and those guys, will they'll swoop in. <laughs> It changes everything. DAZN does not want Tevin Farmer. DAZN does not want Bubu Andrade. 
The zone does not want Cullum Smith. The zone does not want Katie Taylor. I, I don't sure as hell want Katie Taylor after tonight. Trust me. <laughs> Go back and well, watch that one. Smith maybe because they can do a Canelo fight or they can do a Jacobs fight there. Well, with that. but then they only are interested in Canelo at that point and and the building like they're in the business of Canelo, yeah, which they should have been from the start. <laughs> This the Oscar just backdoored his way into another great deal. <laughs> like, oh, Oscar De La Hoya right now is yeah. dancing. He's still dancing. I don't yeah. know what time the fight ended, like four hours ago probably. <laughs> An hour ago maybe? An hour, hour and a half ago. He's still dancing. He's dancing yeah. right now. With a lot and of if you think he got the rolling pin out? Going crazy. Yeah. What's that? And he got the rolling pin out. Oh, That's so terrible. No, but yeah, if you if you look at the uh, the uh, – uh, perform group uh, investment report from last year. Like Eddie Kern made about six million dollars just from September to uh, December, based on the fights that they had in the U.S. for Matchroom USA. So he's making a ton of money off this zone deal for himself. Like that's after fighter expenses because like a perform got like forty percent or something. They made four million dollars or something off their own off their own product. But he's like, yeah. So Eddie's like, he was making serious cash on these fights. And without anyone really paying attention to him, so yeah, so definitely this this really hammers them. But this is this is what happens. This is what we tried to say. In UK fans really didn't like us because they thought, oh, we just hate UK people. No, US boxing and US promoters are a different breed. This is a very tough business, and that's why Bob's around for over fifty years. <laughs> so you can think of all the people that have come and gone in the time that Bob has been in boxing. You know. You're talking like maybe over a hundred have tried this. You know, they come every year and they always die. It's like it's a very fickle business. It's a very cutthroat. Things like this can take you right out of the game. You know, guys, Eddie, I have a question. He's got his business, but this really, really hurts him. They said the Oscar will swoop in on that zone like hard. Well, they also have data to see which fights are actually. You know, we're about almost a year, or no, actually, we're like six months into the the, the days and deal. And they've got the data to, to look at what fights are being watched. And if these matchroom cards that they're paying a lot of money for, and if they're paying anything over you know $50,000 for some of these matchroom cards, that's a lot of money, okay, yeah. to, to just get the televised rights and to not actually, um, I mean, stream basically stream borrowing, which Showtime and HBO have done with and ESPN have been doing with the UK cards. If Dazen's just doing that and not actually sending a film crew over, they're spending a lot of money on these cards. And if they look and see, well, the Golden Boy cards, yes, it's, a, it's more investment because we have to put our production out there. However, people are actually watching this versus the ones that we're spending a lot of money for. Well, we may just want to push that to the side. And some of these fighters, not all of them, there, I, there's actually only a few fighters that have deals with Dazen. And most have a deal with Dazen through their association with Matchroom or Matchroom USA. And now Eddie Hearn's grip on, on Dazen just starts to loosen just a little bit. AJ doesn't even have a deal with Dazen or Dazen, you know? So. He doesn't. And what if we see this sometimes where fighters lose and they want to make big changes? They go get a chest <laughs> tattoo and then they want to make big changes. What if Joshua says, I'm 100% serious about fighting Wilder and just, just to prove it, I will go fight on Showtime. And I'll rematch <laughs> Ruiz fun. on pay-per-view there. And and um, then um, I'll... By the way, can they do a rematch with Ruiz on pay-per-view? Uh, I'm buying it. Yeah, why not? I will buy every single Andy Ruiz fight until I get my dream come true of <laughs> Andy Ruiz as the heavyweight champion. And he is the heavyweight champion of the world now. 
against yeah. Adam Konaki. And for, he's a, he's the IBO champion of the world, remember? Because that was the first belt and buffer announced. <laughs> yeah. Also, what do you think about this? Um, Mike Coppinger read this tweet. He wasn't a true champion. His whole career was consisted of lies, contradictions, and gifts. Facts. And now we know who was running from who. To this day! And Eddie Hearn said that Wilder has no class for kicking Joshua while he's down. And if Ruiz beats Joshua in a rematch, he hopes that Ruiz beats Wilder too. Your thoughts, guys? Yeah, Deontay, I don't know why. He's, he's, this is, well, like, we've had that inside thing where we're, we're putting together all these things about Eddie saying not want to make the fight. Wilder tried to make the fight. You know, he tried to match everything they wanted. And Eddie was playing a game with the fans. You know, and Wilder was trying to play a game with the business, and he ended up his you know things went his way. Even that Fury draw, people say well he lost. Well, it didn't matter. The judges scored a draw, so now he's got the chips. Like it's all it's this is this is boxing. This is why it's great when I like these chaotic things that happen. You know, there's just wonderful because no one knows. In everyone my, sort of panics. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's great. In, in my opinion, yeah, I, it's just like it's it's the nice for everyone, right? Because we we just don't know what direction it could head in. I mean, maybe. Joshua rematches uh, Ruiz and wins. Maybe Ruiz keeps the belts and AJ is completely mentally deflated. Maybe Joshua loses, still fights Deontay, and just happens to get up for that fight. Because to be fair to AJ, there was a lot going on for him. It's his first time in America, a new training camp in Miami. He had he had to deal with all these wilder questions about Brazil. Then he had to deal with all these wilder questions about Fury. And he had to, like, live up to the hype of, like, carrying the U.K. flag. So, I mean, it's so hard to say. I, I, we'll see soon where Joshua's mental is, but his mental toughness will be put to the test. If his mental toughness is good, it, it won't matter because he'll bounce back. If, his, if he's frail mentally, we'll never see of him again after Ruiz beats him for a second time because there will be no point of that he'll quit he'll quit basically he said he wanted to retire after flag because it was too rugged so yeah i i don't buy that i think what you just said is ridiculous (laughs) i really do i think that that is and, and look if you're from the uk you're a joshua fan and look i was yelling at the tv saying aunt joshua to get up get up do not quit please fight okay i was saying all of that stuff So I consider myself a fan of Anthony Joshua. I certainly wouldn't consider myself a fan of Andy Ruiz, okay? But what you just said is all nonsense because Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao both had to endure that for years. For years. Floyd Mayweather still has to endure that to this day. And you did not see them ever waver. Now, Pacquiao wavered not by choice against Bradley. We know Bob Arum set him up. But... With Marquez, that was a guy who, in, in round 40-something, finally figured it out. Okay? Took him long enough. But those guys, they endured questions for years about each other. And Floyd never lost. We're over here, like, excuse me, guys. Excuse me. Is Anthony Joshua on the pound-for-pound pound list? Is he on the pound-for-pound pound list? 
He the shouldn't because he's a heavyweight. It shouldn't exist for pound for heavyweights. I'm not asking you whether he should or shouldn't. Like, is the general consensus that Anthony Joshua is one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world? I believe the answer is yes. Well, not after tonight. I don't. I'm not saying you have to agree with it because I don't agree with it, but that's what it is. Okay? So I, I don't buy that that whole, well, you know, he, he, he got distracted. Yo, you are the heavyweight champion of the world. And Wilder had to do the same stuff, and now he got it from two sides with people asking him about Fury and people asking him ab about Joshua. And, oh, by the way, he's making comments about wanting to kill somebody. And can I translate all that, what you just said? Because I agree with what you just said 100%. You could translate like, it. To, to, to translate it quickly. Spanish? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what language. Joshua but... got exposed <laughs> if everything you're saying is true. Because if you're a top-level pound-for-pound fighter and you cannot handle a few distractions, you should have never been the champ to begin with. Well, that's what we were talking about earlier, the temperament. Like, he's not... He is not the same kind of, like, just, he's, like, Deontay Wilder is cut from a different cloth than Anthony Joshua. Now, this isn't, like, controversial. I'm not trying to say that Joshua's, like, a, like, uh, Joshua's a nice guy, okay? He's a nice guy. Deontay Wilder will publicly make comments about wanting to kill somebody, and he's just like, yo, so what? Like, I want to get paid for it. And, like, where Joshua would probably, like, back down and said this has been taken out of context, even though, like... You know, John Wilder would never walk that back. He wouldn't. He means what he says and says what he means. Joshua would just stay quiet if he doesn't have anything nice to say. Yeah, but Joshua's always had that hit of being fake because people just didn't buy some of the things he was saying. But maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe this fight, he doesn't have the mentality. Maybe that's it. Let's dump on the guy while he's down. That's, that's, that's the best part about being a sports fan is dumping on guys and they lose. Come on. But do you, think that maybe, <laughs> do you think that maybe that's ex what you just said is exactly it? That maybe Joshua, the, 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 the thing that has kept him from being successful, or I mean he's successful to an extent, but the thing that really just uh, like just reared its ugly head here is that that tinge of being fake, that's what popped up here. Maybe that got to him, that Joshua, like he's just not himself, and he's not fighting like himself. We went back to earlier how he changed his style after the Klitschko fight. Well, maybe that has something to do with Joshua's just not being himself. And he's gotten away from himself. And the thing that he needs to do now is get back to his roots. Go get a chest tattoo. Change trainers. And do the rematch. <laughs> Will he come back with a tattoo? That's what I really want to know. If he's he comes going, back with a tattoo, that one. if he yeah. comes back with a chest tattoo, like, he gets knocked out again, don't you think? Yeah. This isn't as good as the old days when guys wouldn't get tattoos and then they lose and then they come back with a tattoo. That's, that's always the sign of guys on a downhill slope. If he, yeah, if he comes back with a sleeve or chest tattoo, this the rematch will be worse than the first one. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you guys this because we spent a lot of time talking about Joshua. Like, Ruiz is now the heavyweight champion of the world, okay? Yeah. Do you feel like he's like do – you, do you believe in Andy Ruiz? Uh No. But maybe I'm wrong. But but I don't I don't I don't know. It it, it depends on. Is, has it not sunk in yet? No, it hasn't. 
you know, because that's it. Like, as we say, there's still that lingering thought that, well, maybe this is like, again, like I said, Lewis Rockman, where Lewis was completely out of the fight. He wasn't thinking of the fight. And AJ, like I said, that first round where he's, he's panting in the corner after one round, it's like, what the hell's going on? You know, so so it can be a lot on the plate, but you never know. That's why I need to see a rematch, AJ, I think. He, you know. he, in my opinion, has earned the right to be believed in. Because guess what? Joseph Parker beat him. And we gave all we gave Joshua all the credit in the world for being Joseph Parker. Facts. Oh, Facts. He got another belt. He beat another champion. What's Wilder doing? Wilder hasn't beat any champions. We gave Parker all the credit in the world, and that fight was debatable. So if you tell me that he just beat Parker, which could have been, and he knocks out Anthony Joshua, which only Vladimir Klitschko has been able to knock him down, the greatest heavyweights ever. Yes, Ruiz has earned the right to be believed in and respected. And he's he just jumped up. I don't know where you want to rate him right now. Does Joshua lose the number one spot? Is Ruiz above White and Ortiz? Is, he's up there. No, I mean, you, the you question is, is, is Ruiz above Wilder and Fury? Because Joshua sat be. pretty at number one before this fight. Oh, well, no, I don't think that. But I don't think Joshua's number one above those guys either. Uh, but I think, yeah, okay, so something you said earlier, too, about Ruiz, is that it, it, this wasn't like he didn't end it quick. So the way he came back through the fight, yeah, it definitely shows that maybe a rematch, he might get him again, I guess. You know, I'm just, I'm just playing sort of the, the, on the fence there. But no, Ruiz, yeah, he learned from throughout the fight. You know, he took those big shots. So this might not be just like a lucky fluke, but you never know. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's number one. I think Wilder is definitely up there from the punch, and Fury's above him because of his boxing skill. Yeah. But I, he's I, now he's a champion. He's got the belt, so he's definitely in the in the mix. And I, I was going to say, I hate to say this, but going back to the mental strength of Joshua, you can't count him out against any of the top guys because, like, we're talking about, is it a fluke or is it not a fluke? Uh, Lennox Lewis. Lost some fluky fight fights. He bounced back and went on to be one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Now, I don't want to compare Lennox and Joshua, but we've seen guys bounce back. Maybe he bounces back and beats Ruiz and beats Wilder. I don't know. But if he, he like, that's why I'm going to keep stressing it. He needs to show his mental toughness right now. If he's not mentally tough, not only is Joshua out of the heavyweight picture, Matchroom is out of the heavyweight picture. And Hearn is out of the heavyweight picture. Oh, I, I think they'd beg to differ because they got Ushik uh, in the pipeline. Um, <laughs> no one gives a shit about that fight there. Come on. But, but here's the thing, okay? That, that's like, that is the saving grace there. That Anthony Joshua could very easily, you know, we are taking the opposite of approach, but we could easily go the other way and say, like, don't count him out. I mean, the dude is still 6'6", 250, built like a Greek god. I mean, he could easily come back and be be the top heavyweight. He could improve. Now, I don't know. Do you give Jared Hurd that chance? Jared Hurd got upset too. Yeah. By a guy that and, nobody and gave Harrison. credit to. And Tony Harrison. Facts. Although nobody believes, like, first of all, Jamel Charlo didn't get stopped, and neither did Jared Hurd. Yeah, I, I, th- I, think, I think we're holding on to it just because, you know, Joshua beat Klitschko, so there's some residual. You don't want to write the guy completely off. But I'm giving Joshua the respect 
of a former champ. Yeah. And if he truly is a former champ, he should be able to show his mental toughness and grab those belts back. If he doesn't have that toughness, I don't know where his career goes. This diminishes his aura, though. This is like, you know, when Tyson lost, he, he never carried that level of fear again, like you said before. And this sort of hurts Joshua on the boxing skill thing, you know, where people I, sort of start to know what he's about now. And they know well, yeah, they now push everyone's right. going to try to pressure him and just see if like, they can catch him. Yeah. Or they're just going to wait and him I, out because yeah. it, apparently he gasses. Yeah. I'd like to throw in one additional note, too. Joshua's the probably the highest paid fighter in the sport or second next to Canelo, right? Canelo's higher. Yeah. Okay, so Canelo's higher. If Joshua, I think it's called silk pajama syndrome, if he just takes his money and goes home and gets tanned on the beach, this kid's done. Life Rocky really too, done. right? Yes. <laughs> Rocky too. <laughs> well, it, almost every boxer's had that except for Floyd. You know, we saw that with Oscar. We saw it with Sugar Ray. Once they start hitting the real big money, they start to uh, their commitment to the sport starts to fade a bit, you know. And except for Floyd, because Floyd always felt he should be making the most money. So it's not like when he achieved it, he sort of geared down. He geared up. Floyd so cashed his Pacquiao check and thought he got underpaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what, that's what other... drove him. Yeah, yeah. Usually fighters when they hit this stage, and maybe that's what EJ hit. He got that, you know, he started making that crazy money, you know, playing Wembley, getting the big, you know, $20 million or whatever, and uh, he didn't take it as serious. Because boxing, it's a grind. It's a tough sport. Man, consistent. I'm saying he's soft. Let's just say he's soft, because, you know, that's what we really want to say. Ruiz took him out, and he knew Ruiz knew he had the heart of a champion. He did take those big goddamn shots, I'll give you that. Holy Christ. Consistent, you got any final words? I know you got a party to get back to. I'll leave you guys with this. At the heavyweight division, in my opinion, the greatest thing you could have is a big heart. If Joshua does not show a big heart moving forward, he's irrelevant. And that's brutal, but he'll never bounce back. Too much money, not enough reason to bounce back. He'll just take his money and stay at home. Yeah, he could be the next Hamed. How excited are you to watch this fight? <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm confused. I, as much as I dislike Joshua, I wanted him to win. You know, like I, the whole Floyd Mayweather Pacquiao thing, I wanted Pacquiao to lose for a while. And he lost. And, like, it would have been nice if Floyd did that. And he wasn't going to knock him out like Marquez did, which was really sweet. But just for Floyd to, like, be the first guy to do it. And I would have loved to see Joshua slumped like Brazil. But now I don't. I, but on the other hand, it's exciting. It's chaos. That's what we watch boxing for. And, and so this is like the like I'm happy that it like it's this guy who beat him. Like you you, you can't hate on Ruiz. Ter, no, terrific. Like Ruiz is awesome. And and like I mean, think about this guy's future. Like. He's going to be in all these big fights. Now, even if he loses the rematch, he can always say he took Joshua's O. He could fight Kaunaki, and it's big business. Oh, for he sure. He could fight Wilder, and it's big business. He could fight Brazil, and it's big business. No matter who he fights moving forward, he is a name now. He, his, like his, Dillian, his life is made. Mexican oh, heavyweight he, champion. He's, he's good for life. Isn't he the, the first to, to have that many belts from as a Mexican heavyweight champion, if I'm not mistaken? Pretty sure. 
<laughs> well, you mean but, but who's counting? California? Who's counting? He's only got three of them. I mean, you got guys like like Dillian White is doing so many little antics to try to raise his value. Even Fury's doing all these antics to raise his value. Ruiz just went in there, kicked Joshua's ass, and he just leaped for all, everyone but Deontay, pretty much. I mean, yeah. this fight, even when you watch it, is going to just be like, you, it, even though you know the result, it will still be shocking. I guarantee that. I agree with you. One of the biggest upsets in the sport. The biggest upset in, in boxing very, history. It's up there. It has yeah, to Eric be. Raskin doesn't know what he's talking about. This is the biggest one ever. Eric Raskin, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Remember when he used to be relevant in boxing? <laughs> yeah. Who? Who? Uh, exactly. Who? Who? All right. Lex, get back at it. I know you got, you got. well, I'm not going to share your personal I details. have some fun to get back to. Exactly. Yeah. All right, brother. Fred, I, I don't even know what there is to say. Here we are. We've now we're like 20 minutes removed from the end of Joshua versus Ruiz. This was supposed to be the big arrival of Anthony Joshua here in America. This is him asserting that he is the A side in a potential fight with Deontay Wilder. And what happened? Like, what are your what are your initial thoughts? We got no ID on the track. We have no clue where this podcast is going to go. This is Sunday Puncher Podcast. We're going to post-fight recap this. Um, I mean, there's so many places we can go. Like, what does this mean for the potential Wilder fight? Is there going to be a Wilder fight? Can Ruiz do it again? Was this, uh, like, just unlucky sort of upset? Does Ruiz have a path to duplicate his success? Um... Is Wilder's or is, is Joshua's leverage as a, a boxing star, is it completely shattered? I mean, what do you got to say to all this? Well, I don't know. You ever see $100 million disappear in the space of two minutes or whatever it was? <laughs> no, but start, I'd like to say two things. One, only one person called for Ruiz on the pod last week. Okay. That being me. Okay. And- okay. Just a little, <laughs> little humble brag. I want to say that I was the only one that didn't predict Joshua to win by knockout. But you're right, Fred. You picked Ruiz last week. I don't know how you did it. You were probably just messing around. But you did it. So you get the credit. You picked Ruiz last, last week. Go back and listen it, to the track. It's, yeah. It's all from my years of extensive boxing study. No, but two, this is why the heavyweight division has always been the premier division. Because when you got guys who are like 6'2", they can put you out, even if when the guy's the overwhelming favorite and bigger. You know, guys come with big power. Like, even like you look at Deontay Wilder, who comes in light. Like, people used to say, ah, there'll never be a heavyweight boxer who weighs 220 like Ali, you know. And that's what Wilder usually weighs. He weighs lighter. But he's dropping guys that come in at 250. Like, that whole era, I think, which really started a lot with the Lennox Lewis era of guys coming in really big, just sort of punch resistance their way through things. It's... You know, we're back to the smaller guys can win. You know, like Corey Sanders versus Klitschko. That's that's what we saw again tonight. So <clears throat> I'm going to go in a different direction because it yeah, just popped yeah, sure. in my oh, mind. Very. Like, who are the biggest losers out of this? Let me tell you who the biggest losers out of this, and you tell me if you agree or disagree. One, Anthony Joshua took the L, could not fight while he was hurt. I mean, this dude, Paulie, from, from, I, I asked somebody who listened to the Sky commentary, because on Dazen, they were like, after Joshua dropped him the first time, they were like, oh, Joshua's such a good finisher. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. He's such yeah. a good finisher. He walked right into a left hook. Sky commentary. J- Pauly Malignaggi on the commentary said, Joshua needs to be careful here. He's, he's He can't get reckless. He's a little vulnerable. He got put down. So Joshua, obviously a big loser. Um, I thought he quit, by the way. When he said yes, I was like, no way. Did he ask him? Like, did, did he just quit? And he had the body language of a quitter, by the way. Um, so obviously Joshua's a loser. I'm not saying he quit, but he had the body language of one. Um, another loser, days in commentary. They gave Andy Ruiz no respect, and look what happens. Another loser, Eddie Hearn. Like you said, never seen $100 million disappear quicker than this. And you know who's the big loser here? The biggest loser. Cover your ears if uh, you're, you type every word capitalizing the first word. The biggest loser here is Bob Arum. Because Bob Arum was sitting on Andy Ruiz. And all he did for him is get him jabroni-level fights like Sergey Lykovich. Got him a fight with Joseph Parker. Yeah, he lost. But Andy Ruiz always came in. And this isn't revisionist history. Andy Ruiz has always come in to fight. And isn't it amazing that Andy Ruiz Jr. never known for his power. Dude could not put Dimitrenko down. Comes in here, puts Joshua down four times. Do you think this is a question uh, or this is the fact that Ruiz um, just caught Joshua perfectly or that Joshua just has a weak chin? Uh, well, okay, uh, here we go. Uh, all your losers, I'd agree with that, sort of. Yeah, I would. Eddie Hearn for dressing like a freaking waiter. That dude looks like <laughs> like he was opening the door at Dorcia. <laughs> I'd say, okay, one, to thing dress. They, one thing they did talk about Andrew Ruiz, you know, when they're trying to shine him up, they're trying to say how he has fast hands. And that's true. And I think uh, Joshua wasn't ready for that. But if you look at this fight, and I was like, I was mostly trolling in uh, the general chat, but some things I was saying were true. After the first round, Joshua looked gassed. He was puffing hard I agree with that. after the first. I agree you know, like, with he that. He looked like he was out of it. So, you know, sometimes when fighters have a really big fight, the, the anxiety gets to him too much. But this, this is more, I'd say, legitimately more shades of what we sort of saw in the Povetkin fight. Like, Povetkin was catching AJ hard with rights. Rollins you know? brought this up last week, okay? It's interesting that you bring this up. Rollins brought up that, and somebody went and did the, the, the whole math on the numbers thing on Twitter, stealing his point. But basically what he said is that post-Klitschko, Joshua has completely flipped his style. He's a completely different fighter. Now, there's two things that could explain that. One, the opposition he's faced since fighting Vladimir Klitschko has been better. Or two, he's had to change his style because he realized his own mortality as a heavyweight fighter in fighting Vladimir Klitschko. But I, I agree with your take that he looked gassed in the first round. Because I was sitting there. Now, I didn't have this, like the, the exact same thought in those words. But I looked at it and, and I'm like... Joshua really is in here looking swole. And, like, I, my mind went to, like, the whole, like, you know, that probably won't be good long-term. But then I thought, well, maybe this ain't going long anyway. I mean, what else were you saying? Because I kind of interrupted you there. Uh, no, I was talking about the Povetkin. Because, like, we saw the Povetkin fight, how AJ was seen to be wide open for right hands. Like, his defense is not up to par. You know, and we, we saw that that's how Ruiz kind of survived. Like, because he, he got knocked down. And we're thinking, ah, you know, here it comes. But uh, Ruiz started to slip. He slipped a lot of big shots, you know, even though he, he, he took shots a lot better than I expected him to. 
I mean, Ruiz was a hell, like, I thought he was done. I mean, it looked like he was getting too close to Wild, or not to Wilder, to Joshua. And when Joshua hit him with that left hook, I was like, oh, God, this, this looks like it was the end. But, like, if you notice, when he got hit with that shot that put him down, he tracked Joshua the whole way down. He was, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, he guys, yeah. like, Brazil was out, you know? Yeah, yeah, there was no getting up to that. Yeah. Eric Morales was looking behind him when Danny Garcia put him down. But Ruiz tracked him the whole way down. He hits the ground. The ring shook a little bit. And he, but he's looking at Joshua, and he had that look on his face like, damn, you can punch. Yeah, well, that's it. And in the same round, you saw the two the differences between knockdowns. Like, there's knockdowns where you get caught and you go down. And it's just because, you know, it's just if you get caught in the chin, you know, you're going to go down usually most of the time. And that's what happened to Ruiz. He got clipped, and he's like, all right, you know, he's when he got back up. But then when Joshua got, like, uh, even before the first knockdown, Ruiz hit him with a left, and Joshua got chicken leg. Like, I'm surprised his knee didn't buckle. Because like he went almost straight up and his legs were all gimpy, and then he got that first stock down. But after the second one, Joshua, I don't think Joshua was ever back in that fight. I mean, I I thought that in the round, the the final round, Joshua was onto something. He hit Ruiz with a clean shot, but it just didn't seem to work out. Like Sky and Dazen both made this excuse that Joshua did not mentally prepare for Ruiz, that he overlooked him. Um, do you have any pushback to that notion? Well, that's kind of bullshit. I agree. Uh, like, there's okay. There, there's two ways to credit for a fighter on that, and there's a way to think this is his job. Like, he had five weeks, and it's not like he's not like he's the guy who came in at short notice. He knew he was having a fight. He was already in camp. Sure, it's a bit of a concern when a guy switches, you know. But we saw that with uh, we saw that with Charlo and Korobov, and no one gave Charlo any credit for you know winning a tough fight, and he had a week to prepare for a new dude. So don't say that you got five weeks and you're not really ready for the opposition because that's five fucking weeks, and he's a professional. You know that's more than enough time. And then, so, so don't give me that. He just looked he looked off right from the gym. Well, he looked off. He even his ring entrance was off. Well, I'll give you, <laughs> you know? the other side of that because there's two aspects of, of overlooking. The other aspect is you overlook a fighter because you have a fight that you're looking towards, and the only fight that Anthony Joshua could have right now that would be bigger than a fight with Andy Ruiz, and and so there are there are lateral movement fights, sure, but to be yeah. bigger than that fight. There are only two fighters, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. Well, guess what? Both of those guys got fights yeah, coming up, and they've got fights signed in advance. So Joshua, you're trying to tell me that he's looking forward to a Kubrat Pule fight, and that's why he overlooked Andy well, Ruiz? But, well, you know, in his defense, that actually might have happened, and not because of his fault, but because of his team's fault, maybe. Because he was talking about both. Well, like, see, that's a cliche. Everybody says, don't look over your fight. Don't look over your fight. And it never, never usually happens that a guy loses. But here's the, the case to prove the rule, I guess. Uh, this week, he was talking about Wilder. Then he's talking about Fury. But and then, everyone's of course, talking about Wilder. No, no. But, like, he was talking about Wilder. And he was talking about Fury this week, fight week. Like, he was talking about them. And you saw that final press conference. It looked like him and Ruiz were, like, going to go golfing together or something. They're all sitting there chumming. You let Ruiz hold the titles. Yeah, they're sitting there taking pictures with each other. (laughs) It's just bizarre. You know, so maybe that was it. Maybe he was thinking, okay, I'll get this out of the way. I'm in the U.S. now. I'm the big star. And then 
And then I think that Wilder Fury thing, that might have thrown him off if his team brought that to him. See, because usually fighters are sport there's you know, can't be that close to the business, especially when there's a fight coming up. That might have he might have been thrown off by. That now, okay, what do we do? He started thinking, what do I do next fight? You know, that got into his head because now they, like it came out. Not only did Wilder have Ortiz fight, but he had the rematch with Theory uh, signed. So that if if they let that get to him, that he started thinking, okay, well, what do I do next and everything? They could throw a guy off, but I don't know. Like I'm not making excuses for him. Ruiz beat his ass, you know, and he got his shots in, and even points at the fight where you think, okay, here's where AJ he, like is he's not uh, like against Klitschko. He sort of like he got knocked down, but then he sort of pulled it back. And then he's waiting for that big shot, but Ruiz just after that he wouldn't go down. You know, Ruiz just taking the shots well. That is true. Ruiz seemed to adjust to those shots. Now, do you think that Ruiz adjusting to those shots has more to do with the fact that, um, I would say, you can look at the Jacobs and Golovkin fight where after Jacobs fully got a taste of the power, yeah, he went down, but he kind of like nodded, like, oh. Yeah, that was a little shocking. I wasn't expecting that. But now that I've experienced it, I can take this. And then he clawed his way back into that fight. Do you yeah, think that sure. it's either that or the fact that Wild or Joshua looked gassed after the first round? Or that after being hurt, he never really committed to his shots? Because you got to think about this. And maybe this is going back to the Klitschko fight, something that plagues the the mind of Anthony Joshua, which is that when he got reckless in that fight with Klitschko, two things happened. He gassed and he got put down. And in those two things happening, he saw his career flash before his eyes. And he decided, I have to make changes. And that's how life works. Something happens and you decide to be or do things differently to prevent that thing from the past happening. But in doing that exactly, it kind of walked him down to repeat history. Do you think it's one of those things, all of those things? What do you see? It's all. It's hard to tell. Like I say, as far as your uh, Golovkin-Jacobs thing, I think that's more like that's Ruiz's story. You know, it's always the unknown, like in boxing, any weight class. How hard does this guy hit? And I think I, I meant Ruiz, to say it's for Ruiz, and then I just went on to Joshua. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, because that makes more sense. Because yeah, but you Ruiz guys get took, what I'm saying. Yeah, Ruiz took that shot, and then he's like, "Okay, I know I can handle that." And that that I think really changed, especially when he came back in that in that round. When he came back, I think Joshua didn't know. I think he was in a constant state of panic, and and, and boxers do that. Some people just can't. When you see a guy take your big shot, it, it can throw you right off. You know. And since we always got to talk about Floyd, Floyd made his entire career on that. Where guys always thought Floyd was small, he couldn't take shots, and they clipped him. And he he, he had the best poker face, of course, in boxing. Guys, he never showed that he got hurt. And that messes with boxers. You know, when you throw everything you got at a guy and he's still in front of you, you know, that starts to, you start to overthink things. And I think, I think Joshua, when he got put down, he started to overthink stuff. Because, like, look how hesitant he was. He wasn't coming forward. He wasn't doing anything. He was mostly walking backwards. Well, I think it was the round before. Um, no, was it the round before? It was early in the fight. I don't know that it was the round that he put Ruiz down. but And then Ruiz uh, came back with his two knockdowns. But I, I, I was saying in the chat, I said, I cannot believe that Joshua is getting walked down by Ruiz. 
Like, this should not be happening. He's facing a six foot two heavyweight who you probably want to test, given how how quick it is he it, it is that he's returned to the ring. But also, look at the state of him. And I know, like, we have come to know that, yes, Ruiz is not your prototypical uh, heavyweight in terms of appearance. But you want to, like, he's never been tested against a guy like Anthony Joshua. Yeah, and he came in heavier than his, his previous fight. Just like The what, heaviest six, he's weighed since 2014. Like, the dude is, he's 260 he, 268? plus. Yeah, he was 268 or something, I think they said. Yeah, you know, that's that's a lot, and and that's also the thing that works against him. Like he's been in camp essentially for like fourteen weeks. You know, it doesn't it doesn't a lot of times if you're in camp, it doesn't mean you're in great shape. It can also mean that you're worn down and tired. You know, the dude had a Snickers before the fight. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely getting that Snickers endorsement deal. Now he, he, finally he tweeted at Eddie Hearn and said, "Who's next?" Andy Ruiz. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, this is where it's it's. It, uh, Remember when everyone freaked out uh, because Floyd had rematch clauses in his contract, even though that's the most common thing for the history of boxing? And now everyone just talks about this rematch clauses if it's nothing. I, I just find that funny, too. That's another, that's another L. A lot of writers took a loss on this one, especially Maddox, who threw that big hissy fit when the Fury and uh, Wilder announced their rematch, and he's freaking out. Why didn't they wait for AJ? It's like, well... <laughs> Now he's got bigger, you know, concerns on his mind. It's it's hilarious. Like a, a lot of so Sam Watson told everyone that Ruiz was going to win. I mean, well, he's, obviously he's, he's saying that because it's his guy. Yeah, but okay, but look at this. How how great is this for once again? Everybody's now we went from an era of boxing where people said Al Heyman was getting his fighters overpaid to this last like, six months where people say Al Heyman isn't getting his guys paid enough. Well, here Andy Ruiz comes in, signs the PBC, gets one fight, boom, next week he's got a fight with the heavyweight champion of the world, and now he's the heavyweight champion of the world himself. You know, so a rematch means they control the money because, you know, it's, you know, they'll, they get a rematch, but I'm pretty sure they didn't, you know, iron out the funds of what Ruiz is getting, you know. Oh, for sure. Uh, that's, that's probably going to call for a renegotiation. And now yeah. with all the leverage, you know, would you be shocked if it didn't even the, the rematch didn't happen in the UK? I mean, I I I don't see like Eddie Hearn was in shock. He's like, oh, it'll be back in the UK. I don't see why would Dazen wanted to go back to the UK. You know, if if Anthony Joshua is their centerpiece, and now their loan uh, that they retook out for operating is all in the US dollars, so they expect to be pushing the US marketplace. Why would they let him go back to the UK and have that fight on it like? I don't know, two in the afternoon. Well, that's that's the next thing. Like, a fight that happens in the afternoon here in the U.S. is, like, just, like, objectively p- performs much worse than yeah, primetime that, fights. Yeah, that hasn't worked since the old days of boxing when, you know, there's nothing else on TV and you have three channels. You Let me ask do you it. this. Does this help Dazen that Joshua lost? Now, before you say, well, you know... Andy Ruiz is a PBC fighter. He's not with Dazen. I know that. I am not stupid, okay? But what I'm asking is this this result here brings, like, we, I was talking before the fight. I don't know if I was talking to you, but I was saying, all we, actually, it was all during the week. How is Joshua, I was saying it on the Daily Podcast, actually. How is Joshua going to match the viral moment, quote-unquote, that Wilder created with Brazil. You have a clip 
that that got well over 10 million views. Josh Wilder is everywhere. At, all throughout this week, the conversation was not on Joshua versus Ruiz, but it was on Wilder. It's on Wilder. And so how could Joshua somehow create a moment that everyone would talk about coming out of this fight in order to because you I, I think you're you're not american so you can objectively say i'm gonna say this as an american i believe that deontay wilder prior to this fight deontay wilder has asserted has asserted himself as the a side for that fight and people can can say whatever they want about that but i guarantee the money works out I guarantee you look at the, the results of these two fights and it works out that way. Now, how can Joshua even the, even the playing field here? We'd have to create some sort of viral moment. And what I didn't mean and what it probably is not conducive to that is the viral moment being the guy who looks like the kid from Up knocking him down multiple times. No, I, I agree that this could be good for the zone, but they've shown that they really don't know how to play anything. You know, so I don't know if they can even capitalize on it. If, for all things considered, this probably is the best for them, not the best for AJ. Like if AJ would have won, who cares? No one really would have been talking about it because that's what everyone expected. People would just be bitching about, oh, they can't get Wilder, but that's not going to help the zone. This could actually help the zone, and that's might might be why they say, no, nah, no, nah, we need this in the U.S. We need a rematch in the U.S. You can't go back over to the U.K. where no one's going to sign up for us. You know, it, 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 it's that that'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. I think the zone will want this rematch in the U.S. because that's how you play it. Because then they can say, come see our thing. We shocked the world. You know, we got entertainment, that type of stuff. That's the only way you can spin it. I just got a phone call from a random number. I wonder if it's a quote unquote source. Sam um, wants it. Uh, I don't know who it is. Um, but it's an unmarked number. Oh, you're getting a call up. It's Joshua calling me, telling, asking me if I'm uh, if I'm still his biggest fan. I mean, what were you thinking when he got knocked down? That was great. I, well, I said after the after the second round, I said this would be the you know me. I like I like whatever's the funniest, whatever throws everyone for a loop and upsets the boxing world. It's it's always the best because we sometimes get lulled in too much of a sense of uh, familiarity. So this is great. Like for a reason, this is great. <laughs> you can't, you know, for a guy who's been mostly written off as a joke for his career, like not open joke, like, you know, a guy like Butterbean or something. But, you know, Ruiz has never been, he's always been back in our top rank. He didn't even give a shit to keep his you know contract. So they, he bought himself out of, or, well, I don't know that he bought himself, but him they, along with Heyman bought their way out of his contract with top rank to bring him over to PBC. Yeah, so well, the top rank was cool with letting him go. So you know, you you can't buy a fighter out if the promoter still wants him. So True. whatever, whatever Al paid. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's my Tom Cody laugh moment there. But uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, this is the second time Al Heyman's bought a guy and it's completely backfired on there. You know, he got Floyd for seven hundred and fifty grand. Goes on to make like a billion dollars in pay per view, and now he's got Ruiz, and he didn't pay no seven hundred fifty thousand for Ruiz. So you don't think that this moment could help Dazen to bring some awareness to the fact that they oh, exist, that they show fights. And I, that- I I think it could, but I just don't think they'll do it right because they're they're terrible at making their presence known. 
Um, yeah. how do, let me let me just switch gears. How do you think Joshua feels that he turned down a ton of money to fight Deontay Wilder? He said all this stuff about Wilder needing to come and fight on his side, blah blah blah, and then he's the one that takes the 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 lower risk of the fights. You know, if yeah. if, if you compared Brazil and Andy Ruiz, who's a riskier fighter? Most people, I think, would have said Dominic Brazil. I mean, the dudes clearly knock some people senseless, whereas Andy Ruiz Jr. mostly wins on points. But how do you think Joshua's feeling now that basically he said all this stuff and now he's the one who's taking a loss? Well, this is the risky play. Like, we saw this with Floyd and Manny. Like, they both had great careers not fighting each other while the fight built. But then Manny took a loss, and when the fight finally happens, Manny's taking 35%. You know, so that's that's what happens when you take a big loss here. Like people can say whatever they want in boxing, and we hear this so often that they go, "Why do losses count?" It's because the fans that pay to see the fight. When you lose, your whole career gets sidetracked. You don't earn as much money. You got to rebuild your entire career, no matter what people on forums think. You know, they don't like it. Works in the UFC because UFC isn't paying any guys money so like they don't care they get their standard two million dollar gate and they pay for the entire card you know but in boxing where the boxers take 85 percent like 75 to 90 percent which is usually the split for some of them uh the promoters you've got to rework these guys up so this hits big hard that's why eddie's like oh we're going back to the uk because he knows he can go back to the uk he can go he can still get aj a big huge fight in wembley and they can rebuild them but that's the thing. It's he's like for his career, this is a shot. He'll, he'll probably, but you know, like is it? You either take the fight, you gamble. When you gamble on letting fights sit and wait, this is what happens. Happened to a ton of people, you know. Right, and everyone Not, thought that it would have been Wilder who would have lost first because even even if even if Wilder had the 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 weaker opposition. You know, from now till let's say they fought in 2021. So from now to 2021, if we were to say, well, who's likely to face the tougher opposition? And we said, well, that would be Wilder. Wilder would be more at risk. Because at the end of the day, Wilder doesn't have fundamentals like Anthony Joshua to fall back on. Yeah, but there again, that's the difference. You know, Wilder's got the it factor. He's got that huge right hand. (laughs) And now he's showing it's both hands. Did you see that left hook that put Fury down? But that's what I'm saying. Now he's starting to discover his left hand, you know, so he, he's sharpening his game. But again, you know, that Wilder stuff again, people just want shit on Wilder because he's with Heyman, you know. And now he's showing as he took the challenges, he's he's improving, which is scary. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. He's like doing a reverse Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, like he caught up with Fury and Klitschko never could. And that's Vladimir Klitschko. So. I mean, this is this is shameful to do we shouldn't do this but you know do you remember when spence gave that little rant when he uh talked about terence crawford and he said something like <laughs> yeah i stepped on that play it again <laughs> name the top guy he fought that's better than chris azure so remember when he broke down um terence crawford's resume and he you know we could do that with any fighter whether that be terence crawford uh, we could do it with Spence. We can break anyone down and make them sound like a jabroni. And given that Joshua just lost, it's only appropriate that we do it to him. Like, what are the signs and symptoms that we could have looked at to have gotten to the point where we could have said, you know what? Andy Ruiz got more than a fair chance at beating him. Should we start oh, this- with... 
Oh, go on. Okay, sorry. It's a very simple one. We don't have to drag this out. This is a typical uh, UK fighter. Oh, wow. 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 We've seen this with everyone. Wow. They they, they fight a lot of guys who uh, sell tickets in the UK, but they're not that favorite. Then they come to the US and they get spanked. Happened to the Prince. Happened to Ricky Hatton. Now it happened to Joshua. You know what what they're going to say, right? I don't care what they say. This is, this is a, you, you want to bring the heat. This is the funniest. Not, no, I'm gonna bring the heat. So shut up. Shut up. Yeah, I'm gonna bring ahead. the heat. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a British person for for one second. This is what a British person would say to you, Joe Calzaghi. Yeah, but Calzaghi didn't come over to his last two fights, and who was he fighting? Like Bernard Hopkins <laughs> and Roy Jones Jr., two American yeah. legends. And guess what? Both of them, <laughs> they were on the canvas and they lost. I don't yeah, even, they're, they're no, 40s. Hopkins wasn't on the canvas, but who cares? Let's just roll with yeah, that. Yeah, Hopkins was won that fight. <laughs> yeah, but see, Joe Calzaghi's a bit different. You know, Why? Money slaps. No, well, because Joe, <laughs> Joe Calzaghi, I don't know. He was actually good. I, I, I like to goof on Calzaghi a lot because he had a lot of soft opposition. But in the end, yeah, he got his two fights. But see, that's it. Calzaghi, you know, he came in at the end of his career. You know, he didn't come in anywhere near when it's prime to the U.S. So if he would have lost those U.S. fights, it wouldn't have mattered to his career because it would have been, well, it, you know, he's wrapping it up. If anyway. you would have lost those two fights, nobody would ever know about him unless you were British. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. Like his career was already salted away even when he fought Lacey. He was like 35 already. You know, Calzaghi's career was already, you know, settled. So the, the, the Jones fight in Hopkins wasn't a big challenge AJ is trying to get his career going as the superstar. You know, Noss was trying to step up as the superstar. Hatton was even in his prime. They all got beat. So it happens when this is what happens when you you know U.S. is the best place for fighters because you can see guys from all over the world. Do you think that maybe? So let's toss out the fact that he's British, but we can revisit that. But one possibility where we may have seen the the, the signs is like. One, I mean, if we want to just look at the immediate history, we could look at the Povetkin fight, where for the first five rounds, I, f- I, th- I feel like it was, the, the conversation was like, is AJ okay? He looked like out of it. Like he was getting bombed with that right hand Povetkin was throwing. He was, he oh, was yeah, consistently yeah. looping it, and Joshua was eating it. We could look at the Parker fight, and and actually we could – so – who he's fought since? So he's fought Klitschko, Takam, Parker, and Povetkin. Now Takam was a, a late replacement, but Joshua struggled in that fight. I don't even watch. That. I didn't watch that fight. He struggled, but like it wasn't like he struggled say, and lost. It was it's like he struggled to be consistently effective on offense. It was a messy fight that he won. The the Parker fights the first fight. I think we could legitimately say he looked off. You know, AJ didn't look right. You know. And if Parker would have put on the gas, even it looks like he he might have taken that fight, but he was too tentative. Well, Parker just was like, "I'm gonna not get knocked out here." No, I think he was surprised he was doing well, so he didn't <laughs> want to take a chance. <laughs> you know, I, I I think if you look back, that's the first time where it looked like AJ looked human. You know, like he looked like a you know, thing. Like Klitschko, if Klitschko would have been younger, if he landed that right, it, it would have been over for AJ. I think I said that last week. But he didn't, and AJ came back, and you put him down. That was a great fight, you know, great return. But up to, you know, it wasn't until you start these last couple fights where, I don't know, something's getting to him. Maybe he didn't want to leave the UK. Maybe that's why he never came to America before. So are you trying to blame John Skipper now? Yes. Skipper ruined him. 
so you're trying to say that <laughs> Skipper was, uh, you know, he lured him. He lured him to America. How did he lure him? <laughs> did he leave a line of cocaine? Well, he put a, a lot trail of, money of cocaine. Up. It's like the Montreal screw job when uh, Vince set up Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah, but but it was John Skipper didn't come out. in the ring and, and drop Joshua four times. Yeah. I believe oh, that was Andy Ruiz. He put him in with the world beater Andy Ruiz Jr. So, like, what about this, okay? The first Mexican champion that was born in California. Hey, hey, let's not even... Look, we don't need to talk about that, okay? <laughs> I like that. Boxing is 95% marketing and all made-up garbage, Okay. So yeah, but but this is the greatest thing because they 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 pulled that thing is trying to get uh trying to get Mexican fans to, to sign up for days in for this fight. But here's the funny yeah. thing: they already did sign up for for Canelo. They get this fight <laughs> as part of that freaking deal. Yeah, they got Canelo. They got this fight for free. Um. So like, let's say uh, we're handling the career of Anthony Joshua. Is the next is the the right move to do the rematch immediately? As a fighter, I don't know. I think they want to do it. No, let's say we're in charge of of Joshua's career. We are trying to rebuild his him and to get him back to as close as he could, or get the 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 fight with Wilder back to being as close as it could have been um, if they had fought. You know, having beaten Ruiz. If we want to get back to that spot or as close to it, what is the right move for Joshua next? Well, it depends on what if if there was something if there was something off in his camp or something off in the buildup, and that's why he looked like this. Then yeah, then you go with the rematch because it'd be like Lennox Lewis like when he testing? lost. The... <laughs> I don't. Think, I don't think I'm the only one in the world that doesn't think Ruiz or Joshua's using steroids. But uh, wait, you don't think Joshua's like on something? No, I don't. I don't. He's got nothing. He's got no physique. That's that's impossible. He's a dude that works out. Come on, he's like six six. You know, he's, he's he's not he's not massive. Like God, Hulk Hogan was bigger than him. <laughs> you know, like not steroid use. <laughs> uh, it's different. Like, it's like Lex Lewis lost to Rockman. It's because Lewis was like he didn't give two shits about that fight. You know, he was completely off his game. He was worrying about other stuff and everything. Okay, but and, did Lennox Lewis look bad in the three fights preceding that fight? Oh, I'd have to look up what the fights were. Let's see. We got time. Where's my internet? Listener, do you care about the career of Lennox Lewis? I don't think so. That's what you asked the question. I wasn't <laughs> hey, going to bring I that up. I thought you would be able to Fuck rattle six. it off. He fight, fought David Tua, Franz Botha, Michael Graham. Look, I'm the only older dude in boxing that doesn't give a shit about the past. So it's not like an encyclopedia. This bullshit. <laughs> uh, he fought Tua, Botha, Grant. So the, yeah, those were like nothing fights, really. Well, two of them were. Well, Tua going the distance with Tua was rounds. a bit shaky. I think after Holyfield, he kind of thought that he had it locked but the but that would see that's what Brockman so he knew okay I got stopped I want the rematch because his head wasn't in the fight you know his head was somewhere else you know so there so if that's a thing with AJ yeah you know that in his camp it's gone if it's a fundamental thing that he just got his ass beat by a guy with faster hands who could take his punch then I don't think you want that rematch Eddie might want because that's what you do on a money side you try to give him that win and then try to say, hey, we're back in the picture. But I don't think that'll help. I, I don't think if he beats Ruiz that he, he can recover his position and say, okay, now we want that Wilder fight. They're, they're going to be B-side for sure. You know, doesn't matter what he does. Yeah, that and look, that is the like 
that is the most important thing here. The Wilder fight. Can they restore it? You know? And I don't... The, the, the real question of whether or not to run into this com, uh, into the rematch as well is you have to look objectively as somebody who makes decisions for, for with or alongside with Joshua. And looking from an objective point of view, do you think that maybe Ruiz has Joshua's number? Do you think that maybe there's some aspect of Anthony Joshua's game that is going to, um, how should I say this? kind of always get beat by by um by Ruiz like the way uh Marquez is was just always gonna have Pacquiao's number yeah well even more I'd, I'd compare the Klitschko's like you saw Klitschko's had trouble with shorter guys until uh Manuel Stewart came in and got on the the the, the long jab and then the clinch when they got in there because their inside game was bad so like a lot of short guys could get in on him but you know both Klitschko's lost you know to short guys so I think that that's a big thing. So like when you look at the size difference, like God, that size difference is so crazy. There was a shot from behind where you couldn't even see Ruiz from the angle it was. All you could see was the back of a uh, uh, Joshua's back. That's how broad he is. So that's a thing when when you know you're giving up four inches. Usually, like it's, hey. we're so used to, we're we're, saying, <laughs> we're so used to seeing smaller guys fight, but these are heavyweights. So a 6'2 guy who's weighing 268 is throwing with some serious power, you know, especially if he's got the power. Like Ruiz, sure, he's he not compared to some guys, but he had it tonight. That's all that matters, you know. So, so, so yeah, it could be. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. If it's, a, if it's a camp problem, then you go for the rematch. If it's a technique problem, then I don't think you want to jump back in that quick because it could be that he's just he's, these guys, these shorter guys, because Pavetkin, Pavetkin's short too for the division. You, and Pavekin was doing the same thing. He was spamming that right hand and getting in on him. Do you think that it's possible that Joshua's never going to be able to rebuild himself here in America? Well, or actually he, just build himself. Build himself because, yeah, build himself because I guess he never got started. Because the reality is, whatever shenanigans they pulled to sell those tickets, we all saw. Like we were looking at those tickets, and they all suddenly disappeared this morning. You know, the floor seats and showed back up on StubHub for like half price or a third of the price. Like that's why I'm saying like. The zone could leverage this if they knew what they're doing, but this whole launch of AJ in, in the U.S. was bungled. You know, it, it, it wasn't a big, it wasn't the big event it should have been, and that's because again, maybe it's because he's on the zone and there's no one with media ties in the U.S. that gives a shit about pushing him. Okay, this is a good part for us to pause here. I want to talk about specifically the um, the promotion. In terms of the promotion for this fight, now, what is something that we've talked about? Like, one of the big, big problems that Dazen has that ESPN Plus doesn't have to deal with. What is that problem? They've got no presence in the sports world in America. And, and they, they just got no, no one knows what they are. And this is even in the internet. See, this is weird, okay? Like I said before, like I'm a bit older, and uh, so you can remember these things. Like, but the internet, everyone thinks, especially in boxing, everyone thinks, oh, everyone knows what the zone is because they hear it in boxing first. But the, the 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 majority of people that buy the tickets and shit, they don't give a fuck. Like they follow their their fighters, they don't follow anyone else. So they might, uh, maybe I heard of the zone, but I don't give a shit, you know. And that's they have no presence in the sport mindset, so they're not going to pick up any randoms. 
Now, why does ESPN Plus have over a million? I think they're at two million subscribers now. They're closing in on three, maybe they say or hope to be there. You know, because well, ESPN's been around forever. They had they were peaked at 110 million homes or something. And they're so, they're about in 77 million homes right now. But yeah, essentially, no, but what I'm getting at is that. ESPN Plus has a way to funnel people into their service. They they show you information on ESPN and ABC, and that yeah. convinces you to sign up for ESPN Plus. And naturally, they're closing in on four million subscribers. Okay, they got a footprint in the real world. Now let and me tell you, they dropped the ball on this promotion, and I'm gonna tell you how. And Dazen should be pissed about this. So, did you know? That they made a 40 days yeah because i watched it it was only about 50 minutes long the first one i didn't see the second one how was it it was it looked all right but it was like i didn't really get it do you think that if cool, a casual watched it it might have helped them like want to order days in and, and watch the fight well here's a problem i had with this and i saw this before and 24 7 started to go downhill they had a bunch of boxing writers on there like michael woods and dougie fisher aren't going to convince anyone about buying this fight Okay, that's 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 problematic. Maybe maybe I'm about to flip my tune. But my point is, okay, sorry. My point yeah. is that ESPN Plus has ESPN and ABC to funnel traffic. BR Live has TBS and TNT. Okay, did you know that? You know that Dazen has nobody. That if they don't pay for commercial time and they don't have 30 seconds to make an impression uh, on some commercial break of some event, you're not going to see any days in marketing you know that right yeah they got they got the sporting news that they own but no one even remembers what that is now let me tell you something why they dropped the ball because that's actually false how is it <laughs> it's false now i don't <laughs> no. know if this is a a joint deal it's a partnership i don't know but let me tell you something 40 days joshua ruiz was on nbc sports network they were airing this on nbc sports network how come I'm the only one that knows this? Because it's on NBC Sports Network. <laughs> no, but but listen, listen. <laughs> NBC Sports Network shows the NHL. Now, <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's not a ton, of it. but it's something. Yeah. And it, it, NBC Sports Network also shows, and this is the crown jewel of their sports rights. They show the Premier League. Yeah, but there's no. But that's what I'm saying. There's no overlap with people who aren't already tuned in. It's or like advertising. There? It's like advertising to boxing. Scene. I disagree with that because uh, yeah, of the wrong. fact I don't think that <laughs> the ticket sales agree with me. <laughs> no, I'm saying that Dazen doesn't have enough subscriptions in order for us to definitively say that the overlap is like greater than fifty percent. Yeah. So there are still people to reach to have them sign up to Dazen that otherwise will not even know of its existence and no one knew they had this opportunity to reach whether it was 50,000 200,000 who knows but they had this opportunity to reach people and they didn't and no one knew this wasn't on social media and my guess is well we uploaded it to YouTube so we shouldn't have to um I'm sorry but yeah, there's no push. There's no push. For People who stuff. watch stuff on YouTube, I'm guessing, weren't going to sign up for Dazen. Yeah. If you were so well, cheap that you had to watch 40 Days on YouTube, probably you weren't signing up. Probably you know how to stream. 
this is what I'll say about uh, 40 Days. It's sort of like how I watch uh, like a, a little piece on like a women's soccer, you know. And you go, they'll, they'll pick an athlete and they'll go, hey, she's got a cool story. They go, this. But I didn't watch women's soccer. I watched that their little vignette or whatever, vignette. And I go, okay, that's cool. That's cool that she's living her dream. I don't give two shits. And that's how 40 Days to me is, you know. Like, sure, okay, they tell they, they tell the little Joshua thing, but anyone who's not tuned in to see it, it's not enough. There's not enough there. And like I said, people always try to give a shit because you talk about Floyd, but that's because Floyd was a genius at marketing himself. You know, Floyd, sure. you watch you watch Floyd's 24-7s. He's out there showing up his cars and stuff because that's going to get the people who aren't into boxing. When Floyd's running around with those cars and boxing fans are like, why is he showing off? He's so rich and all that bullshit. Because they know people that are into cars are going to be posting that. People who don't watch boxing, but people who are into hot cars, people who are into Ferraris, they'll repost it everywhere. Floyd knew that. You know, people who are into jewelry that don't give a shit about boxing are going to post what he's got for jewelry because he's drawn people in from different worlds. And that's why he was the fucking top boxer. And if you're into those things, chances are you got money. Yeah. Or, or that, or you're going to talk about it. And if you keep talking, enough people talking, see what Floyd's got... You run into people with money because there's a lot of rich dudes. It's sort of like, uh, uh, okay, here's a different thing. It's not Floyd. Uh, Twitch streamers like Shroud, the Canadian dude. There's some dude that's into watches from – he's from the Middle East that he gave Flo- uh, Shroud $50,000 just to buy a, a watch because he's into watches and he likes Shroud. That's the kind of thing how Floyd worked. Jesus. He starts – yeah, exactly. We're so about to go down a dark – but interesting. No, but you, you run into these rich dudes out there, and they start pushing you. Because of, and this boy Floyd, uh, I remember this one people gave him a lot of shit for. He was in his house, and he was on uh, early days of Skype. He was Skyping with dudes in the Middle East or they were in Afghanistan, troops over in Afghanistan. And he's showing them his house, all the rich shit he's got, all the watches, and people were sitting there trying to shit on it. The troops loved it. You know, they thought that was cool because people are like, well, is he showing off for them? No, they, they fucking think that shit's cool because they're young dudes, you know. And Floyd's like sitting there going, you know, he's sank a name he's like, you, because you guys protect the country or whatever. He's doing that bit. But guys who are young get off on that stuff. They like seeing rich people. They like seeing these rich people live. Sure, there's a group of them that hate seeing rich people, but that's it. Floyd would play both of them. And so if you take the zone, you've got to get into marketplaces where you're not. There's nothing in 40 days like that there's no hook for someone who's going to repost it somewhere well, just because there's something in there ain't nobody like, trying to post they, a clip tried, of michael woods talking yeah yeah exactly they, they tried with meek mill but man, meek didn't really say anything they, they, they weren't like in meeks like meek they're sitting there in miami i don't well, know if you got if you got gucci main on your thing i think gucci main <laughs> people are gonna repost that gucci's crazy maybe you know? uh maybe if aj would have visited like Lil dirk in prison <laughs> yeah, jail, there you go. Yeah, if he's, if he's in Chicago, you know, then you're gonna have T Money posting those things everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's it. You've got if when you're trying to market the people are there, that's what you got to tap into. You got to go into these weird areas where that's how you get your name out there. You know, it's just people that are into other things that these boxers happen to be into. And like I said again, that's why Floyd was a genius at marketing because he's into cars, he's into jewelry. He's into fancy clothes, and dudes who are into those things would start to spread his name around. Are you trying to say that there's nothing interesting about Anthony Joshua? I'm sure there's a lot interesting in him, but he's not telling us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're they're trying to cover up that part of his past or his Twitter DMs. (laughs) 
Well, there you go. See, he had a bit of edge to him. He was a knucklehead, not a major one, but he was a little bit of a knucklehead when he's young. You know, that's it. Then like, again, that's why people sort of think he's fake because he doesn't really say anything. You know, he's almost like Floyd was when Top Rank had their mitts on him. You know, smile, be nice, don't upset anyone. It's sort of like he's still in Eddie's mode for selling to the UK crowd. What do you think about um, Lance Pugmire? This is probably <laughs> in general. Or <laughs> you got a point. <laughs> uh, this is like I just I'm just looking through Twitter, and uh, he had this amazing interview with uh, Manny Robles, who broke down in tears discussing his redeeming victory as Ruiz's trainer after uh, he lost Oscar Valdez, who left Manny Robles to go to um, uh, Chepo Reynoso or Eddie Reynoso, and then Michael Conlon, who left to go to, I believe, um, that British trainer everyone else is with, Adam Booth. Um, that's that's one hell of a story of perseverance. Apparently, Joshua's not going to go to the post-fight press conference because he's with the medical staff. Yeah, what he's out think? of it. Yeah, I believe that. Like, he is out of it. He, he Like I said, that you whole think he fight. that hard? Yeah. Like I said, we well, saw him in the corner. Every single time he's in the corner, he was asking what punch put him down. He still thought that he just got knocked down every time he went back to the corner. Like, he was out of it. So when, when you know, I think, uh, what's his name now? No, I forget his name. The, the dummy with the bad hair that always fought with Floyd there. <laughs> He's the commentary team. Kenny, is it is his name? Well, let me ask the guy you this. With, no, but I mean the guy, the guy with Mannix there. What's his name? Whatever his name is. He's Brian his, Kenny? Brian Kenny, yeah. He was saying, well, Joshua said yes, he wanted to continue. And Josh, then Joshua yeah, he said went something on that else. Rant and I was like, bro, like, no, he, he wasn't he was, looking at the referee. No, he was fucking out of it. And that was the thing. Like I said, every time he went to the corner, he's saying, okay, what was that punch that put me down? And that was like three fucking rounds ago. So he was like, he's sort of in the fight, but he's not in the fight. And again, like they say, when I talk about uh, boxing, about uh, McGregor and if it's a boxer, this is how hard these boxers hit. You know, like this, this is why guys die in the ring. Because you're getting your brain scrambled, you know. So even though he's functioning, he's still fighting. He didn't know where the hell he was, you know. He's just going off on sort of the instinct of being a boxer, like, and that's why he's with the medical staff. Because like, definitely, he's got a concussion for sure. Um, do you think that Joshua could return and be the same guy, or even get better? Yeah, he's only what 28, 29? 29. 29? Mm-hmm. Anything's possible. Like I said, we saw the, the Klitschko's, you know. But that's it. Does he have the trainer? Mm. Anything's possible in boxing. That's why, like I said, it doesn't put you out of the game. It just hurts. His buying power is hurt. That's that's really what it is. He can come back, or his buying power is hurt. But being hit the way he was hit, not knowing where those punches were coming from, and missing the post-fight presser, I believe he's missed it. I mean, based off of this tweet, um, I'm not there. I have people there, but I'm not there. Um, yeah. Dan Raphael said Joshua not coming to presser per medical staff. Hearn said he's going through a concussion protocol. Yeah. By the way, like, it, like, how does a boxer, like, after a fight in which they've been hit several times, not even getting knocked down, but just being hit, how does any, how do any of them pass concussion protocols? I have no clue. Tough as fucking hell. That's that's, that's why we don't have. But see, this Those is why concussion the, protocol tests must suck. Yeah, shout this out is to the why, NFL. Like I said, you know, back in the days when uh, people had a lot more uh, physical labor work, like back when you know eighty percent of people worked on farms, that's why you had more fighters because guys are used to punishing work. 
You know, this isn't a, this isn't a fun sport. This isn't just a bunch of your know, dudes. It it takes a fuck of a lot. Even guys we make jokes of. You know, like you think about uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. that everyone jokes of. Look at the punches that dude could take and still then not even give a shit about trading. You know, that he's a tough motherfucker. Even though he hasn't, you know, committed to the sport. Look look what look what he's done by not being committed. Some guys can just take this punishment. So you know, some boxers can ride it out. A lot of them usually are scrambled, but that's why a lot of them, you know, when they get to 50, 60, their speed slows down everything. <laughs> this is the sport we're dealing with, you know. I mean. Much respect to them. That's why, like I said, that's why I hate when people think, oh, they goof on boxers. No, we always respect boxers, but we goof on them as a point of fans. I'm not sitting there on Twitter and atting these guys. Those guys are shitheads. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're in a fan forum. You get to have fun and you get to talk like they don't matter. You know, we don't have to fucking sugarcoat everything and give respect to them. You know, but out in the real world, you don't you don't pull that dumb shit and fucking lip off to a fighter. You know, you got to give those guys respect. I, I'm like, I don't know if if we'll see a return of Anthony Joshua. Like how? So like, in in sports, when guys get injured, there are two types of injuries. There are the injuries that are caused by like like a third party. So let's say a basketball player. Or, or actually an NFL player, like, they get tackled and they, they, their leg breaks. And then there's the guy who's a running back who's running up the field and they try to make a sudden movement to change directions and then their knee goes out. Yeah. Who has the tougher time, not healing, but after they're completely healed, getting back to form. It's always the guy who did not have a third party involved. Because that's the guy whose body betrayed them. That's the guy who has to rebuild their trust in themselves rather than looking at it as like, I got injured because somebody else was involved. Well, in this case, Anthony Joshua, he, I like, does he doubt himself going forward that he lost yeah. to Andy Ruiz? Like, can he overcome the mental aspect? Because I think Andy Ruiz, or sorry, not Joshua, just look at, look at him. The guy is a physical specimen, and yeah. I don't have any doubt that he could train himself to correct his mistakes, to have the stamina. I don't think that that's going to – I don't think that will be a huge problem. However, does he doubt himself? Because if he had gotten knocked out – so I, I guess the equivalent in boxing is like the third-party injury in boxing is a KO, like one shot, you're down, you can't get up. But – the, 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 the knee going out when you're the one who made that sudden movement is you consistently getting put down over and over again against a guy that you, like, should not be beating you. I believe that's way tougher to overcome. And I think that for Joshua, that's the real concern going forward. Do you think that, he, like, he can overcome that? Uh, well, here's the, the tricky thing about boxing is that it's not only a mental sport. It's a, like the physical thing because like the punch resistance, as they start to discover, like a, it's all about like sacks in the brain and everything that they can trigger concussions. So that can get damaged when you take these big shots and get stopped like this. So he's got – when fighters – that's when he, that's why these rematches are kind of tricky. Like we saw with uh, just like Notch, he's not you know a boxer, but Ronda Rousey. And we tried to talk about how – they try to throw it right back into the fire. And you can't do that when your fighter gets stopped because you've got to test them. You've got to see where they are. So that's the thing. If they want to do a, a rematch right away, well, if he loses Ruiz again, because this wasn't just like one lucky shot, that's a difference. Ruiz fought. He had his moment. 
then Joshua sort of had a couple rounds, and then he restopped. So, so it's not like he just hit him with clipped him with one shot. So he's got the physical aspect. And no one knows how that's going to shake out till he gets in the ring, and then he's got that mental aspect. Like he's got a lot ahead of him, you know. So that's where that's where the big question mark is, you know. Like, and I guess in fairness, isn't like Lennox Lewis because Lennox Lewis came back against McCall. Like he lost that fight to McCall, but then he came back. So when he lost to Rockman, he's like, I can do this because I did this before. So that that question was already answered. So, but yeah, for Joshua, like when he got put down by Klitschko, we got put down by, you know, one of the greatest heavyweight champions of all time. So, and then you came back to knock him out and stop him. So you could write that off as, hey, I got clipped by Klitschko, but I, I won the fight. This one, you got stopped by Andy Ruiz. <laughs> so <laughs> that's got to be lurking in your mind. I mean, you got to look at all the hard work you put in in the gym if you're Anthony Joshua. And yeah. look at the guy's body. The guy's incredible. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you look at Andy Ruiz, and you're like, "This dude has probably never lifted a weight in his life." <laughs> he's got he's got the championship body. You look at Fedor and the Cormier from MMA. They got dad bods. You know? <laughs> I mean, this is beyond a dad bod. Like this is like, you know. Well, someone asked that in the sub too, and I said that if you know, it's boxing. It's not bodybuilding. Exactly. <laughs> These guys just don't heavyweights, especially, take it off because they don't have to make weight. So they're not all fat. Like is there, some guys weigh this fat because they think it gives them better punch resistance, and some guys do it just because they know they don't have to watch a diet, so they get lazy. He Ruiz could be better, lighter, or he could be worse. You never know. Chris Ariola went through the same thing. You know, he tried to lose weight in some fights, and he didn't do as well. You know, it's all about it's all the mental game is so important. But yeah, but I don't know. This is great. Like I said, I don't want to knock uh, Anthony Joshua because you know he seems like a nice guy and everything. And you never know how he comes back. But this, this could be like another Prince Hamed scene where the guy just he's, you know, and Hamed didn't get beat like Joshua got beat. You know, Hamed just lost a point decision. You know, so but once the illusion is shattered in boxing of your ego that you can handle anything, it's it's it's. That's that's the turning point. That's where guys who came back, you know, like Cotto came back, had a great career. Your other guys who've lost, you know, came back and did have great careers. Manny, you know, Manny lost early and came back, had one of the best careers in boxing history. So, so it's really about mental toughness. And I don't know, maybe you don't want to write him off, but maybe Joshua just doesn't have the toughness. Like this fight, like I said, this fight was all weird. Like I said, everything about the fight was weird, you know, from the promotion to the fight itself. It's just off, but funny as hell. And, we got a new four sanctioning body champion. Does PBC now hold all the cards in the heavyweight division? Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, once again, this just people were starting to chip away at the Al Heyman factor. But if, if you're a boxer and Heyman took this guy that was just languishing, you know, and he was basically cast aside. And in two fights, he's the heavyweight champion. You know, like once again, that <laughs> shows what Heyman could do for you. That's one hell of a of a calculated risk. And I mean, this year has been just crazy for upsets. Let, let me, but back to the PBC oh. thing. Like, do they hold all the cards? I, I here's the, the like the one thing. The rematch is the only reason why they exactly have it. Yeah, the, there's one shred of hope. Like, if you're like one of those people that like, I don't like PBC. You know, Al Heyman's ruining boxing. Okay, fine. Well, you better hope that Ruiz could win the re- or doesn't win the rematch. Because if Ruiz wins wins a rematch, or just doesn't give Joshua a rematch, or Joshua is like, oh, I'm good on the rematch, 
Yeah. Well, basically, and we talked about this a little earlier, um, the the leverage in boxing, the power play, all of it shifts over to PBC. Eddie Hearn, his hold over boxing, uh, which has been predicated on the success of Anthony Joshua, who's the second biggest star in boxing, um, or at least that's what we believe, is gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's why uh, boxing's great. And that's why it's always fun because you know, the money is the money is a bit. Some people pitch about the money, but it, it's prize fighting. That's what it is. So that's you know, these fortunes that change so much. And that's why a lot of guys will sit back and wait. You know, like people were trying to chirp at Espinosa, you know, but how come he's not in this? Is he part of this Fury Wilder mix? Or, you know, Days is going to take Wilder and he's just sitting back because he knows how it plays out. He can wait a year or two and see what happens in sport because anything could change. This is, yeah, this if. Like I said, if it wasn't a rematch, then PBC definitely, they would have this lock like they do welterweight. Like Terrence Crawford is out there. He's a great fighter. But they got so many fights to make between their own fighters, they don't need it. They like As much as people chirp, you know, that uh, that Spence Garcia card did over, you know, whatever, almost 400,000 buys or something, I don't know, you know, somewhere in there. And that's for a fight that the supposed boxing insiders thought was going to bomb, you know, because they don't know shit. So yeah, if 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 Ruiz didn't have a rematch clause, then PBC could definitely just shut the door and then and, and fight between Kowak, Konaki, and all these other guys. You know, they not everything has to be a million seller pay per view. Now that Floyd's gone, the the the, the bar for success in pay per view is, is viewed as a lot lower. You, you know, a lot of money. Think, what do you think about this? Kevin Ioli tweeted this out. Great job, Al Heyman. Great job, Shelly Finkel. Great job, Eddie Hearn. You cost the sport a mega fight. Sheer incompetence. Unreal. What is your response to that? Well, okay, I will say this because Ioli's not the only one we like to goof on because Manish went on this fucking – did he say that earlier? He said that he basically right after the fight, which Kevin Ioli basically just said don't – like if you still follow Kevin Ioli after this, like just unfollow him because Kevin okay, Ioli is, so, so. is a moron. Yeah, yeah. He's a nice guy, and that's why people still deal with him, but he he is a, a big dummy. You know, he, he's made a good career out of being dumb as hell and, and mostly a shell for the UFC. Yeah, so that's dumb. Like, Mannix beforehand, okay, Mannix, like, we like to goof on him, but his rant before the fight, yeah, okay, you can see that thing. But afterwards, you cost him a big fight? Why? why who cost him what? They made this fight. This is, like, one of the great boxing stories. Al Heyman's responsible for Andy Ruiz fighting Anthony Joshua. And now you've got boxing electrified again. You got the UFC right now that everyone here said, oh, they're taking over, they're taking over, they're not. Now they're the ones who are fading from view because now they're in ESPN's little island and you know no one's pushing them because ESPN takes all the pay-per-view money now. And now you got boxing coming on the come-up, you know, two weeks in a row. You had Wilder's big, huge knockout that everyone loved, and now you got this story, you know? I agree with that. I think, um, listen, if you think that the, the that boxing lost out on a mega fight, excuse me, excuse me, but Fred, you're Canadian, so objectively, looking in from the outside, is Anthony Joshua a star in America? No. I'm going to ask you again because I didn't hear you. Did Is Anthony Joshua a star in America? No. Okay. He might be better known now that he got his ass beat in America. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What do we always say about boxing? When is boxing at its most healthy? 
When you got a U.S. champion, and now you got two of them. Sorry, no, 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 no. Specifically with Wait, divisions. I, I'm, I'm trying to lead the witness here. When is boxing at its most healthy in regards to division? Oh, that I don't know. When heavyweight is good, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now, yeah, the, the final the question. The final question. Get this one right. Which demographic has driven boxing over the last several decades? Well, they're only responsible for 35%, come on, the Mexican fan base. Okay, but, but now they we are, have... they are the big drivers. But now, so now we have, have to, two yeah. heavyweight champions, and yeah. one of them happens to be Mexican. Yeah. You yeah, trying you to be... tell, like, people, people, are you trying to tell me that maybe this won't, that, like, this is not a mega fight? Because I think it would be. You let them send... Andy Ruiz, have him do the ESPN car wash. And yeah, I I'm, believe I'm, he will be on, on first take this week. I oh, believe definitely. he will be he's, on Get Up. He's, he's going to be on every single event that wants him. He'll be there everywhere. People that aren't in the sports world are going to want to talk to him. People, that's exactly right. People that are not in the world of sports because you have a guy. He's a tubby bastard. They just knocked out the heavyweight champion. They, they're going to have the, the, the heavyweight champion. On like Ellen show to inspire those people out there that they're not in shape or yeah. they're overweight or they're even obese or You're whatever the off. case may be with all of these people. Oh yeah. Andy yeah. Ruiz just said to quote Brother Nazim, that don't really matter. <laughs> he is gonna show that none of that matters. Because if you believe in your dreams if you pursue what is important to you and you work hard, and I don't mean working out, but working hard to get there, whatever that entails, it can happen. Oh, yeah, and he's, he's, he's got a nice personality too. He's a nice guy that they could talk to. So, he's yeah, kind, he, he's, he's gentle, he's, yeah. he's friendly. Yeah. He's like, he's a, like I've, I've listened to a few Andy Ruiz interviews. I've seen him on TV. Like, I can't help but smile when I hear that guy talk. Yeah, he's personable. So, yeah, this will be great for him. Yeah, we spent so much time on Joshua. We haven't really talked about Andy Ruiz, but that's because he's a bit out of nowhere. Yeah, this is going to be great for him. I mean, you and, look at that picture of him smiling alongside Joshua. Like, this dude could be, like, this could be a mega fight because he's going to, like, if you think about a potential fight between him and Wilder, like, just the juxtaposition between these two guys is crazy. If he, yeah, and if he beats uh, Joshua again, then, of course, that's a mega fight. Yeah, I don't care. You don't need these British fans. If you got two U.S. guys and Ruiz shows he's for real, you know, because now people will be loving it and they'll love the moment. But then most people, like I said, even us, well, in the back of your mind, you're like, ah, Josh will take three match. If he beat Joshua again, that's a mega fight. You know, if Wilder gets past, especially if he gets past Fury and, and or Ortiz and then Fury again, he beats Fury. Well, you know, it's U.S. baby. And that, that, that's always sells, you know. So, so yeah, it's going to be big for him. And also, he's got Al Heyman uh, guiding him. You know, like when Rockman uh, beat Lewis, he had, like, a lot of opportunities. He made a lot of money, but, you know, he wasn't the smartest with it because he, he never saw that kind of success before, you know? So, so now, yeah, Ruiz is, he's, he's, it's going to be great for, great for the sport. Like I said, that, that I don't know, that, that I only post, it's just so stupid. I, I it just stuns me that he's that dumb, that, you know. This is great. This is just like uh, J-Rock beating uh, Herd. 
you want these you want a division to show you that anything can happen because supposedly and this is what's done with Balaoli this is why he always sold the UFC is that anything can happen anyone can win and now he's like you cost us a mega fight Cost he hasn't paid for a fight in fucking 40 years I know he act like he's paying for it or he was yeah. getting some of the money from it yeah, exactly. Cost us a mega fight. That, that's why I always hate when boxing writers always talk about, oh, the fans are getting ripped off. These writers don't pay for a fucking thing. You know, they even get they get free meals for fuck's sakes. What are you bitching about? This is true. This is yeah. true. Very good food, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I've never been at. Actually, no. That's I take that back. But almost every single boxing event um, that I've covered fed very well. Yeah, well, again, I don't know. Just for that time, you and Raphael were bitching about the cupcakes. Ah, oh, that would never happen because I would never eat sugar. I. Uh, never mind. Um, I mean, this is just the most ridiculous timeline. But I mean, a fight between Ruiz and Konaki, like that's huge. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why if he gets past a rematch, they've got everything open. You know. Because what's Kanaki? He's a, he's a Polish dude who gets a fan base. He's also another tubby dude. So this is why when you lower the expectations and when you lower the mindset of fans thinking, oh, the, the favorite's always going to win. You know, that's why people sort of want to root for the underdog because they hate the favorite because they're good. Well, this shows, well, Ruiz is good. He's beat the piss out of this guy who's fucking the champ, you know. So, so it opens up. This creates more opportunity. I, I, don't, I hate these guys that fucking shit on these things. Because they're the ones who are bitching about, oh, everything's predictable. You guys just want to make the big fights and make us wait. Well, now they can make all kinds of fights. One, if, like, again, if they get Ruiz past Joshua, but then the whole boxing landscape's open. So yeah. it's so hypocritical, though, because we hear all the time that it's like, oh, well, you know. Well, that's what annoys me about boxing. No, these guys are just big fucking hypocrites. shouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's a big fucking hypocrite. You know, that's what annoys me. Well, they're making us wait. Ah, shut the fuck up and watch what you're getting. Yeah, like people talk about uh, Pacquiao and Mayweather as if those guys didn't put on fucking spectacular fights between the five years, you know, that they were originally supposed to fight and the time when they finally did, you know, it was barely five years and more like four, you know, they put on some brilliant fights that people paid and people wanted to see, you know, they were both making tons of cash. I don't know who was sitting there fucking crying that they couldn't get that fight because both those guys made huge careers. You know, it's just these people just want to bitch about everything. Fucking this is great. Jamel Herring tweeted out uh, a video of some guy in the crowd trying to fight with him and other people in the crowd because they were chanting for Ruiz. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Jamel Herring. I, I, I mean, <laughs> the dude is huge. Like, I, I, like, Jamel Herring is a professional fighter, and I would probably pick him. Like, however... Unless he's not, he's not one of the Charlos. <laughs> you know, he's... Yeah, exactly. Uh... So some uh, uh, Javon Bay Area tweeted at Kevin Yoli. Nice tweet. I'm not going to read it though. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Hey, yeah, that's just that's just an idiotic statement, and I, I, that's what annoys me about boxing writers. So how can how can you be that stupid? So you know? how how many followers does The Rock have on Instagram? <laughs> Probably 50 million or something. Okay, it's 13.4, but that was close. I thought he was more popular than that, but 13, 13 million people is pretty popular. He doesn't tweet very often. Maybe once a day. He yeah. tweeted out, I had a funny feeling all week about this fight. Huge congrats and respect to Andy Ruiz, the new 
and first ever Mexican World Heavyweight Champion. Watch some of Andy's training this week. Dude's got fast hands and hits fucking hard. AJ will no doubt come back better. Hashtag and new. Yeah. Sports Look fan. at that endorsement right there. That is. You know, if Joshua exactly. wins, does he get that? Uh, people, not the same way. Probably not from The Rock. Canelo the Rock, tweeted the out. The Rock, if he knows him. Canelo tweeted out. He tweeted out. Ray Flores tweeted out. It's a thing Top Rain gave up on him. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, this is his story. This is his time. Yeah. Like I, mean, I said, if he wins a rematch, then then we're fucking talking madness, you know? Because then, 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 he's, then he's legit, then he's pure uh, legit. Everyone's going to be convinced that him and Wilder will be the super fight if Wilder you know, carries his end of the fucking well, well, and, and, and that's basically like, to, to Kevin Neoli, like, Yo, if Ruiz wins this rematch, we may have an even bigger fight than Wilder Joshua. And I know yeah, a lot you of win, people. You... Oh, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Keep I was talking. Just say, I a lot of people, something. especially British people, are, like they think that the only way to have a big fight is with Joshua involved. But the money's here. The money is here, and that money um, just may come if they rematch each other. And and Ruiz wins that fight, and then he goes to Joshua. Or sorry, not Joshua, but Wilder. Could, that could also be a huge fight, uh, but people are sleeping on it. No, this this is this is great. Like I said, this is just this sort just like Fury Wilder. You know, people are sitting there spending their time pissing and moaning about the fight, but the results were great. The main people care about boxing, and Fury went from a guy who everyone had written off. Now he's back to the thing. Wilder got, you know, exposure, and Wilder's got more exposure. So we went from three boxers to a potential six boxers now you can get out there in the world, you know? Because if you, if you get Ruiz past a rematch, well, then he's in the mix. And Fury, if it becomes a decision when, well, if he beats Wilder, then see, all these guys can get in the mix. It's just the same... As when Fury beat Klitschko, and finally the belts were like out in the open again, you know. So I, these these guys, I don't know. It's, this is great for boxing, you know. I mean, <laughs> I, I really wish I, I I would have turned on ESPN after the fight just to see the coverage on ESPN, because yeah. you have to think that ESPN with the with the investment of and uh, if you go to the front page, Andy Ruiz is the front page. I'm guessing since they have videos that they made that ESPN did have someone covering, but um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that ESPN would have covered this big because they have, um, you know, Wilder on deck uh, whatever, with whatever involvement that they're going to have in the, the Fury rematch. Um, this is like obviously putting over Ruiz um, and this huge upset only increases that fight. That picture they got looks like Ruiz jumped him. <laughs> looks yeah. like he's beating up some dude after like school. He bull- he's the bully. <laughs> yeah. Oh That's like God. a world star picture. No, this is great, CT. This is sort of, I think, I don't know if I brought it up last week, but I was going to bring this up. When PBC does coverage, PBC still talks about, like, uh, Danny Jacobs. You know, they talk about uh, Vargas, even though they're on the zone. And sometimes we'll talk about other fighters, but this is so ESPN's in the boxing business. They're not trying to pretend that PBC doesn't exist. You know, I think the zone was a bit too much. Like oh, these guys don't exist, really. You know, 
Whereas you, you got to for boxing, you got to keep thinking. You need more people talking. Like uh, HBO was one of the worst. You know when they had the fight game and all. The only time you ever heard about the other divisions or the other the Showtime had fighters was when Lampley was shitting on Floyd. You know, <laughs> otherwise it would mostly ignore them and act like oh they don't even exist. But see here you go ESPN front page because they're in the boxing business. So anything that's good for boxing, any story is good for ESPN. This is like one of their platforms. You know? uh, it's just great. I think it's just great. You know, I love the chaos. It's, it's the madness is great. I mean, it's it's just the most unlikeliest of scenarios. Um, I think we've talked enough, and we're gonna probably do another full length episode tomorrow. But this is just an immediate post fight reaction because I imagine that everyone wants to hear somebody talk about this fight. So um, to those of you listening at work on a Sunday. Damn, that sucks. I hope we made your day better. We gave you something to, to to help pass the time. For those that just wanted to throw something on while you're cleaning the house, you know, shout out to you for being productive on a Sunday. Um, and to anyone else, thanks for listening. Um, we also have a Patreon doc, at patreon.com slash sundaypuncher. You can get more stuff over there. Um, if, you're subscri- if you like the podcast, rate and review. Um, you know, I-, I hope Joshua can come back from this because um, – Joshua is one of the guys that I would say I, I've been, has been a favorite of mine since he 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 turned pro. And like while I we were both probably very critical of him on this podcast, at the end of the day, I was yelling at the TV for him to get up. I was yelling at him like I, I was standing there saying, "Oh my God, no, 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 this cannot be happening." Um, and not not even that I don't like Andy Ruiz, you know, and I didn't want him to have success, but like, come on, dude. I, I, like everyone else, is like, don't mess up this fight. Don't mess up the Wilder fight. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe this was what we needed to see um, because maybe Joshua would have gotten knocked out in the first round like Dominic Brazil against Deontay Wilder. Um, we won't and Now he's got, he, he's got a chance to make his own story now. So that's what's great about boxing, too. Hey, hey, true. Or this is the Andy Ruiz era. Welcome. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. Great. Who knows? Um, so, yeah. Thanks for listening, Fred. Thanks for coming on. Um, I'm not sure how we're gonna gonna work out the the Lex situation. I might edit it in just the way we did it, or I might put it at the end or beginning or whatever. I don't know. Or I might yeah. just release it as separate because like, that was a little off the ra- that up. was a little off the rails. <laughs> yeah, well, you're excited. Anyway, uh, thanks for coming on. Hope you enjoyed this. afuera, pero el día que yo me muera, sé que tendrás que llorar.